and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we're talking about probably the reason we are marine biologists. It's Little Mermaid! <laughs> Wee! Woo! Oh, and surprise, Nicole's here! <laughs> I'm so excited! We are joined by our Whale Tales co-host and third best friend, other best friend, I don't know how to count that math, <laughs> Nicole! Hello! I'm very, 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 very excited, all of the berries. We knew we would definitely have to bring Nicole on to do Little Mermaid because it's like the defining movie of our all yeah. of our lives. Exactly. Yes. Um, I would have been very sad. <laughs> Can you imagine us like secretly recording Little Mermaid oh, without you? <laughs> heartbroken. We are all children of the 90s of yes. varying ages. <laughs> well, actually all children of the 80s. Well, oh, sorry. Yes. yes. We, we were all children of the children of the 80s. We're um, children born of the in... Renaissance, let's say that. Yes, we are children of the Disney Renaissance. Um definitely all would have been at like drastically different ages when the little mermaid came out but definitely mm -hmm. i think all had a sub it had a substantial impact on all of us like yes. i'm i'm the eldest and i think i don't know if i went to the theater to watch it but i remember it not existing and then it existing whereas mm -hmm. you guys are probably young enough that you don't yeah i remember not no re I, I definitely it. didn't see it in the theater because i would have been five um, yeah but I know I was in, I went to the theater for Aladdin. So like it was, I was definitely a part of it. And like we had all, you know, as we talked about with Rescuers, um, we had all the puffy VHSs. Mm -hmm. So we probably got this one as soon as it came out. Like, you know, I was five, so I was not old enough to go to the theater, but I was old enough to watch this movie at home with my parents. Yeah. And the only reason I wouldn't have maybe not have gone to the theater is just because I'm the oldest of two other, like of three siblings. And so taking three kids to the movies when the oldest is like eight is an adventure that I wouldn't wish on anybody. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. And like, and Nicole's the baby. So you probably just always knew about this movie. It's true. I am the youngest and I don't remember my life existing without this movie. I yeah. do know that I didn't see it in theaters because Beauty and the Beast as a combo with Newsies, a double Ooh. feature was my very first movie going experience. So <laughs> <laughs> um so i know i didn't see it in the movie theater but i on like i said i cannot remember it not yeah. existing and yeah. nor can i remember the first or probably 50th time that i saw oh, it oh yeah no i have no recollection like we had it i watched it gajillions of times but i also mm -hmm. watched you the beast and aladdin and lion king and cinderella um gajillions of times because that's what we did so. <laughs> the little mermaid came out in 1989 if you care about how old we all are mm -hmm. um yeah <laughs> and i think all of us were pretty marine obsessed small children even oh, yes. probably before watching little mermaid definitely for me um, so like the fact that there was the ocean in an animated movie and a mermaid and she was a girl and she wasn't, you know, Sleeping Beauty. So she therefore had a personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was... She wasn't asleep for most of her movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't have an amazing personality, but she has one. Mm -hmm. So baby steps. 
Exactly. Well, you know, we got to have Ariel to get to Moana. Like, that's how it works. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. It was, like, watching all of this, I felt, I had so many feelings about, like, the mermaid dive. And oh. how she practiced that in your grandparents' pool. Um, Slash my leg. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, or not like, mine, I don't own it. But, like, <laughs> your hair will never look like that underwater. No. FYI. No, no Just I like in the trivia that it was based on, uh, what's her face? The oh, Astros yeah, I saw that, too. Sally Ride. So, they yeah. based... Ariel's body on Alyssa Milano, who, like, in 1989 is, like, pretty much, like, the hottest girl around. And then they based her hair on under, on, um, weightless footage of Sally Ride in space, who was, like, one of the, maybe the first American female astronaut? I'm not sure. Yes. So, yes, your hair will not look like that underwater, no, no matter how much you try. The only person's hair who looks like that underwater is your Barbie. And then you pull it up, and your Barbie's hair looks like crap, and then it takes about <laughs> four days for them to dry. Yes, yes. So, and you gotta like get all the water out of all the joints. Yeah, Don't I forget. will say so it's a lot of effort. <laughs> I will say that even though I know that my hair doesn't look like that underwater, it doesn't mean that I don't feel like it looks oh, exactly. like that yeah. every time that I yes. go underwater. You got your feet together, you're doing the butterfly kick, and you're like, I am a mermaid. Indeed. Absolutely. Indeed. And no one can tell me otherwise. Well, I guess Nicole grew up somewhere where like, if she had wanted to dress up as ariel for halloween it would have been logistically impossible i never wanted to be ariel for halloween because i don't know it just was not a thing that no was in my brain. i was a generic princess once but mm. by the time like ariel would have been too young for me. and then i just went as other things like amanda went to the pocahontas once and that was yeah the year i went as the riddler from batman forever so that kind of like shows you where i was at with my <laughs> halloween Jesus. yeah fair enough i was very much more into being like a farmer or uh-huh. Raggedy Ann or a gypsy, which is now racist looking back on it. But I didn't know yeah. any better as no, a exactly. nine-year-old. Yeah. I actually did go as Ariel for <laughs> Halloween, despite being in Winnipeg. Um, and I actually think that I might have shared this story on either our Life Wives for Life podcast or one of our Whale Tales podcast episodes. But like my mom... I am an only child, and I know that I was quite spoiled growing up. <laughs> and I, my mom, I, like, demanded the Disney Ariel wig, not just any kind of, like, oh. generic <laughs> Ariel wig, because I wanted the bangs right. It's very important. <laughs> bangs are key. <laughs> so key. And so my mom ended up getting the wig... Like, she had gone to a bunch of Disney stores and couldn't find it. And then she, later on, like, two years after I had wanted to be Ariel, uh, and I <laughs> threw quite the fit that that hadn't happened because I didn't have the Disney work. My mom was in Disney for a conference, and she went and got a real Ariel wig from Disney World <laughs> and brought it home. And I was still, and to, like, even to this day, I am still obsessed with The Little Mermaid. And I was so excited. And so then I was Ariel that Halloween. And yes, I did wear a seashell outside of my parka to go trick-or-treating nice i like it i yeah if i had an aerial wig i would 100 percent put it on right now mm-hmm. um like <laughs> yeah there's just something about that and i think that's part of why i've never had bangs is because i know that they would never I'll never look be ariel's bangs princess yeah. yeah so therefore why bother exactly. um but there's a lot of other marine life in this movie other than just a mermaid it's true yeah, so at the beginning, um, there's lots of stuff as she's swimming down, or as that, that random fish is swimming down, and there's some tube worms, which I was like, oh, we can Ooh. talk about that, but it was the first animal, and then the, it was in there's a more movie. so there's many so more. Many. 
and then there was a humpback that had twins, which Ooh. is not really a thing. But if you want to talk, hear more about that, listen to episode two of the Whale Tales podcast. Ooh, link in the show notes. Yeah. Obviously, there's a gull. Mm, and indeed. played by Buddy Hackett, who is incredible. <laughs> um, there are the eels. Ooh, and yeah. there's Ursula, which is a heated debate about mm. whether she's an octopus because do her arms count because she has six tentacles wh- or is she a squid and also they only drew six tentacles because it was too expensive <laughs> and so that was the real reason but they didn't decide what she was well there's a there, there's a fictional character or a fictional being kind of like a mermaid but instead of a fish on the bottom it's a cephalopod on the bottom yeah, it's called us either a cicala or a cicela. I've heard it pronounced yeah. both ways. And in some illustrations, so it, apparently it, there's sort of like two origins of the mm. mythical creature. The, one is from North American indigenous mythology uh, and one is from Asian mythology. Mm. And depending on the like lore and the depictions that you can find, as well as like everybody's modern take, because I think like, all of the magic and Pathfinder and all of those games now also have these versions of races. Sometimes they have six appendages, sometimes they have eight. And just like you were saying, Linz, like if in the case that they have six, it's usually because they have two humanoid arms and that makes eight. Yeah. Yeah. That but I think sense. the real reason is that it was cheaper to animate. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what else? Obviously there's Sebastian, which is another heated debate yeah like for my entire (laughs) life as a child i thought he was a lobster i think i didn't really think about it until someone said he was a crab and he is referred to as a crab a couple of times Mm -hmm. in it but they also one somebody calls him i think it's um scuttle i think he calls him a sidewalker and then yeah never walks sideways which is i think the thing that threw me off he doesn't walk sideways and also the crabs that we have here on the west coast are all of a very particular like yeah so that might have been my oblong legs on the side looking like that kind of crab whereas there are other crab shapes and also mm-hmm. there's other things that aren't crabs and aren't lobsters like crayfish which yeah. he kind of looks to me looks a he bit more a like bit, yeah but he calls himself a crab it's not even yes. like other things are referring to him as a yeah, crab he, he does, does call himself a crab and because i didn't grow up around the ocean and so i didn't really know what real crabs looked mm. like he has always been a crab to me. And as I texted the two of you today, according <laughs> to my two-year-old who watched Little Mermaid, well, watched half of Little Mermaid with me today for the very first time, which was a dream come true, uh, <laughs> the very first time that Sebastian appeared on screen, he pointed and said, that crab! So to me, <laughs> so therefore, that's what he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I was like, well, he doesn't look like the crabs I know. So as a kid, I always thought he was a lobster because mm-hmm. he's like yeah, more- Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like stretched in the lobster mm, direction, but he also- Never thought about it. Does doesn't look like a lobster once you actually know what a lobster looks also like. Also true. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like when you're in the kitchen um, with Chef Louis, mm. the other crabs, the, the dead crabs do look like Sebastian, just without mm-hmm. his head. Like they're Yeah, they're just bigger. Look, yeah. Yeah, they're just bigger. So um, I'm just yeah. going to touch on Chef Louis right now. Of, is anyone ever that enthusiastic when they're cooking? <laughs> um, ratatouille. Hmm. <laughs> And also, so Star also Trek French. connection. The the voice actor for Prince for Chef Louis is the same person who played Odo in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's fun! And cool. I love him lots. He passed away a few years ago, and it was just Patrick really great. Patrick Stewart was gonna be Triton, but I know TNG, Ugh, which I feel silly. that we've said that before about something else. Yeah, well, they was it Hercules? No, TNG <sighs> was over by then. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Oh, 
No, I don't know what it was. But yes, TNG, they well, they have like 22 them. episodes a year, which is a lot of filming. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense to me, but like everyone's just like always trying to be like, can we get Patrick Stewart to do this? Which well, is I mean, fair. if you That's could get Patrick Stewart, exactly. you should. <laughs> For really any role of any yeah. description. <laughs> um, and then the other, probably one of the best animal sidekicks in all of Disney ever is Flounder. He's so great. Yes. He's so he's great. He's so great. But, like, biologically, um, he is not a flounder. And he's, like, Correct. no actual kind of fish. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> he's he's just a, a, a yellow and blue fish-shaped creature. Although, I will say... <laughs> yes. He can breathe. Well, he also doesn't have gills. Like, mm. true fact. At all. So, um, so he's not a flounder, he's not a guppy, but... The close. I spent a lot of time <laughs> prior, even to just knowing that you were inviting me on for this episode, trying to figure out what kind of fish flounder maybe could be. And the closest tropical fish, not necessarily geographically appropriate, because we'll talk about that later, is the blue ring angelfish. So there's a lot of angelfish that are blue yeah. and yellow, and lots of them could look like flounder, but the blue ring angelfish, if you bring up a Google image of that, um, it's not flounder because flounder is is a is an is a unique individual fish, yes. just all his own. But it's close enough that it's like just, for the live action could be really awesome. Yeah, I'm curious what they what they do for the live action. Um, the the big thing with any angelfish is that they are very laterally flattened, so like mm-hmm. squished mm-hmm. from the sides, whereas flounder is fairly squished from spherical. The other ways. Yeah. Oh, he, flounder the yes. Yes. But yeah. yeah. Flounder, 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 flounder the character, and then mm-hmm. flounder the actual group of fish. I don't think single species. I think there's many species of flounder. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are flatfish, so they are flattened. They're actually also flattened dorsal, like um, laterally, yeah. but then they're mm-hmm. rotated, and they they're basically swimming on their sides. Yes. Yeah. The anatomy of crazy. Uh, flatfish is super weird, and basically one of the eyes it changes oh. for all kinds of different flatfish. One of them migrated over um, yeah. during evolution, which is super weird. To it's not even it. during evolution. It happens during their embryo, like various yeah. embryological like stages. Yeah. They're it, born looking and swimming yeah, they're, like they're a regular like fish. It. Yeah. And then and as then, they get bigger, their eye moves, moves over to the And then they turn over and then they just swim flat for the rest yeah. of their life. And it's the coolest thing. And the left-handedness or right-handedness is just random. Like it's not mm-hmm. by species. It's just like... Which yeah. side do it's, we like today? Yeah, and they lose so pigment weird. on that side of mm-hmm. the body that goes flat. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah, but they're born like the um, larval stage of a flatfish, like a flounder, looks virtually identical to any other larval, larval fish. fish. Yeah, super weird. Yes. Um, can I say something about like in terms of body shape, mm. the f- sort of fish that flounder most resembles is actually like a puffer fish, like the super. Yeah, yeah. it's very round. Except that he never puffs. I was going to say if also he was a... going to, mm. that would have happened during the oh, shark. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I wish. I was going to say he also kind of looks like um, a bit like a um, grunt sculpin or something like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or like, like a sucker. Well, fit, he has like nothing a... like, yeah, uh, love sucker. Love sucker. sucker. <gasps> Mainly because I love lump suckers. If I had to pick the cutest. Oh, Cannon Flounder as a lump sucker. But he has no sucker. Thing. He doesn't have a sucker, but like general body shape. Yeah, you guys, Google lump suckers. They're the literally the cutest fish in. They're the mm-hmm. so awesome, They're but also grunt skulls. Like <laughs> grunt sculpins. Grunt sculpins, but they have like um 
like weird heads mm-hmm. with weird skulls. I know, but they're so like And they grump. Yeah. They grunt. I know. Oh, I miss anyway. little weird fish. <laughs> so the big one, obviously, mm. is mermaids. Mer people? Mer- whatever you want to call people. them. They're called merfolk by the sailors. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Which I like. Sailors. But I like folk as a generic. Yes, I like, think that works too. It's gender non-specific term. In the old times. The we talked about mer people, mainly mermaids, in our splash episode, but mm-hmm. we also forgot that we did that until about ten minutes ago. So <laughs> I don't have no idea what we talked about. But there's the basic mermaid lore of sailors and seeing manatees, which I guess are just sailors off of Florida. Um, well, I guess they could well, have seen but there used to be. Dugongs. Sea, yeah, sea cows, dugongs. Yeah, but they're assorted. still like they're not cosmopolitan. They're in a very, they're all three of those were in very specific locations. So true. But anyway, um, and there was, and there were mermaid myths like in the by the Greeks before they'd been to like yeah, any the of Cyrus, those places. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. So mermaid lore, everybody knows about that. Uh, mermaid reproduction is a big question mark in my life, and I would really like someone to explain how it works, and also why King Triton has such large nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, why he needs so many abs. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, actually, that I've never had an issue with, because, and I have thought about it, because, <laughs> of course, you have. <laughs> oh. I always just, just like... If you were swimming, and yeah. not just like no, swimming, but like, cute. yeah, I guess so. I guess especially so. I like you're like the you're king, you have to like you know lead your people and protect. Yeah, but he also Atlantica. gets pulled by it's... dolphins. Like he's a lazy guy. I was gonna say, and like <laughs> well, he's old now. Yeah, he he mostly he doesn't you know like that's the thing is you don't see him swim. He does get pulled by dolphins, which is problematic because those dolphins need to breathe air. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other big parts, obviously, she's able to be on land for moments of time, mm. but also um, Madison was as well, and that I think that's part of the lore of, like, rescuing sailors, and they can go on land because they breathe, but they breathe water because she can't breathe when she's turned into a human, so I don't know. It's very confusing. Also, all of her sister's tails match their hair, and the only reason her hair is red is because of Splash. Um, yes. No, no, no. That's not true. All of her sisters' tails and shells oh, match. Shells. Yes, right. and they're all blonde. Yeah. Yes, they're but all blonde. no, no, no. Oh. There are some of like there's two brunettes. There's two black-haired sisters. Oh, sorry, we haven't watched Little Mermaid too, so we know less about. No, 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 this no. Stuff. It's in this one. It's in this movie. I know, but you, you see more of them it. in Little Mermaid too. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. But no, I was noticing that when I was watching it again today that they all of their shells and tails match. And yes. And hers very rarely not. match the hair, but hers are all different because she's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, her shells and her tail do not match, whereas her sisters all have shells yeah, and tails that match. They're pretty generic, basically the same for well, animation standpoint. And too. they're from, like, the same animation, like, generic sketches as mm-hmm. the stepsisters in Cinderella. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the yes. hairdos. Ugh. Yeah, but on the They're other hand, generic. Ariel, especially like when she rescues Eric and has the sun behind her, um, she looks exactly like Belle. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's, you know, the animation, but obviously it's the Renaissance and that a lot of that was how they were drawing them, not just technically, but also designally. Um, mm-hmm. So that does not surprise me at all. But yeah. Yeah. And also, this was kind of the first time that you saw like cleavage and abs mm-hmm. in a 
Disney princess. Well, like also midriff, but and then yeah, yeah, like a, a form fitting butt. Well, no, you actually see <laughs> yeah. her actual butt. Oh, like she's naked. When? Like when she's swimming up, it's for a very brief time because they had to keep it G, not PG. Oh, oh scandalous. <laughs> Well, there's also... Well, yeah, we'll get to that. The priest... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which apparently was just a knee. But uh lots of people... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, Ariel's a mermaid. She can do Mm -hmm. lots of things. But basically, all normal mermaid things. Like, she doesn't do anything special except that she can sing. But other than that, she's got normal, what you would expect to be, mermaid skills. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's good at swimming and she's friends with a fish. You know, mm-hmm. pretty normal single. mermaid things. Yeah, she wants to go on land yeah. because she wants to be where the people are. And I want to, I want to see where what I'm... people aren't. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we want to be mer people. Exactly. And uh, she, she does wants, not. She could be a human. Um, yes. There is a lot of allusions in the movie once especially once you know about it and you start looking for it mm. to the Danish mermaid statue which is also called the Little mm-hmm. Mermaid. Um, and also there is one in Vancouver called The Diver, which is basically the Little Mermaid, but she's got fins But a diver. On. Um, so that's... Well, and she's got legs. She's got legs, also <laughs> yeah. true. But she's got actually... Legs with fins um, on. There's actually <laughs> like, a couple of different uh, ones around. The main one was in Denmark, but there have been other yes. ones as well. And that's an allusion to Hans Christian Andersen. Uh, who wrote the original fairy tale of Little Mermaid, which of course was very different and dark because he had some issues. Indeed, well, and also, I don't like original fairy tales are usually really messed pretty up. I don't fucked up. Yeah, I don't know the Little Mermaid as well as I know some of the other ones, but I assume based on my knowledge of other ones being super messed up that it is also she, a mess. She commits suicide. Yeah, yeah. And turns into foam and dies mm-hmm. um, because she doesn't get. Yeah. Like, I don't know when it is, but she doesn't obviously get... It's kissed. because Eric doesn't fall in love with her mm-hmm. and falls in love with somebody else, not Ursula, yeah. in disguise. Mm-hmm. And she's heartbroken. And so she, she decides to foam? kill herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Well, it's very upsetting. At least Cinderella gets the prince. She just, you know, cuts her feet off. Or no, no the she doesn't stepsisters. Cut her feet off. The stepsisters. The stepsisters the, cut their feet yeah. off. Grim. And then get their eyes taken out by crows. Yeah, that yeah. is grim. But yeah, hands grim. It's all and the same. Also grim. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. Like generic. Um, ugh. But then she has really good songs. She does. Oh, well, all of them have so really good. Songs. So yeah, as I said, and we talked about this a lot in Rescuers Down Under um, about mm-hmm. the Disney Renaissance because we were all surprised that Rescuers was in the Disney Renaissance. Um, the this was the start of the Renaissance. This movie had a lot of drama that you can read about on IMDb. About costs and about music choices and about mm-hmm. animation, and they were like, if this movie doesn't succeed, we're probably going to have to close. Which, if you read any biography about the Disney Walt Disney uh, Company and studios, that happens like four times. But yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, if this movie doesn't do anything, we're going to go under, and then this happened. So they yeah. were fine. Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you noticed <laughs> Disney doing okay still. <laughs> Still kicking. Um, But, like, there was weird insistences, like, every bubble in the whole movie must be hand-drawn, so Mm -hmm. therefore they had Mm -hmm. to, like, offshore it to, like, artists in China that they could pay very little. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, it was weird. Yeah, and they didn't want part of your world in there for a while, and it took a Howard Ashman and uh, Alan Menken's convincing, of course, to do it. And yeah. Well, because they made their decision based on showing a like previs, yeah. like not no fully animated to like six year olds. Yeah, and the six year olds were bored. Well, yeah, because they're watching like poorly done black and white yeah, drawings. Drawings. Yeah. So, Not animation. And then when they showed it to adults, the adults cried their faces off. Of course. Like, I think all three of us did. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Every, like, Every time. Last time. No, um, that's... And yeah, it's the, like, it was a changing point in the, like, structure of not just musical movies, but musical theater, I think, in general. Like, like so this is the official, official, first official I Want song, but if you go back to Cinderella... Yeah, there are other ones, but... There are other I Want songs. <laughs> um, This one... While they were writing it, they were like, this is kind of like Somewhere That's Green from Little mm. Shop of Horrors, which they mm-hmm. wrote, and we also have an episode on. Um, and so they joked and called it Somewhere That's Dry, which is <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, I think the difference between this and other I Want songs in the past is that like this one is an I Want song that all its only purpose is to be that I Want song and like to convey that true. feeling. There's like no exposition. In terms of like, yeah, it, all it does is like, like there is exposition, but it's like it's conveying such emotion about the character, mm-hmm. whereas the other ones like are doing other things or like are earlier in the show. But yeah, and now it's like such a stereotypical like turning point of any musical. I also think like so watching. I hadn't watched Little Mermaid in I don't remember the last mm. time I had yeah, watched it prior to watching it yesterday and then watching half of it again today with James, but. I do remember that there had been enough times since I'd watched it that, like, especially as we went through the Me Too movement and feminism, not necessarily as becoming more mainstream, but as becoming talked about more in the, in, like, the regular, open, mm-hmm. every-centric mm-hmm. world, not just a feminine-centric world, um, that there's, that Ariel often gets a lot of flack because she gets, you know, the quote-unquote stereotype of like, oh, she gave up her fins to go marry some dude. And what I really, really liked re-watching it now with that lens on is that she's singing Part of Your World before she's mm, ever she seen ever Eric. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her... if you look at her mm. grotto and the amount of stuff that she has in yeah. her collection... She has clearly been obsessed with humans, and this is like her, her, her whole being and her her reason yeah. for being. Her reason that's right. Long before she ever meets the guy, and that's just like as a sixteen year old, the thing that kind of gives her the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, to... honest, honestly, yeah. if you look at like, you know, like seven, let's say seventeen hundreds european culture as a 16 year old Mm -hmm. the only way that she's going to be able to do anything is by marrying a powerful Mm man yeah right like that's not that's not anti-feminist to say that that's reality yeah yeah like and her father is clearly the patriarchy in personified mer folk yeah yeah yeah. so if she hadn't if she hadn't married prince eric she would have married prince mer or something rather like she was gonna get married off and because she's the youngest she's not gonna yeah she's not gonna get the good one (laughs) nope um yeah. So just I loved that though. Like I hadn't ever mm. really made that connection no, before that watching totally it yesterday sense. to just be like, no, she really, really wanted to be part of human culture and and be on land and be part of that world, bef- it, without a man being a part of the factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even yeah, when yeah, she yeah. sings the reprise, 
She mm-hmm. says something has changed, but she doesn't say, I'm in love with you and I want to be part of, I want to be no. your wife. Maybe she, she says, wanted a dog. Like, yeah, maybe that sure. was really what she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like, fair enough. Um, on the other... Because Max is awesome. On the flip side of that, this movie, I was startled about how sexualized she was. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it as an adult. Like, not even the fact that she's 16, but just thinking about it as a Disney movie for children. Like, Ursula, like, you know, if you had asked me oh, before, yeah. Ursula is obviously, like, very sexy as the person who's supposed to be. Like, oh, ho, ho, I use my sex as a weapon kind of thing. But she is so sexualized. Like the part where that all little girls love where she is turned into a human and she bursts out of the surface with mm-hmm. the sun as a silhouette. First mm-hmm. of all, she's well, she has her shells on, so that's fine. But that scene is so like so almost erotic that you're just like, what the hell am I watching? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when she rescues him and she's all like, like you can't see me but i'm wiggling my shoulders in a sexy way like you know so it was a little bit concerning to me i'm like watching it now that's just like but that's not her it's not a plot device it's just the way that life was well and we have believable reasons for why she is interested in eric which is like because she's interested in all humans but like he's interested in her because she's beautiful he knows nothing about her other than what she looks like and her singing voice yeah exactly although with that also he's that is until she washes up on land yes and then he does bring her back to the castle maybe because she's hot or maybe because he's a good guy like you know six and one half a dozen mm-hmm. together who knows mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah um, but like he's at the dinner table before she comes in, in her pink dress he's obsessing about the Ariel that he doesn't know is the same person that he just brought home from the beach. And then she mm-hmm. comes in with the pink dress and that is a, a cutesy mm-hmm. sexual yeah. dress, but it's not like, yeah, over, it's, it's not more over cute than, yeah. than sexual. And then even then he still like somewhat goes back to thinking about Ariel. And then it's like the quirkiness of her. And then it's the next day when they spend the day together touring the kingdom that that's like at the end of that day when he's about to kiss her yeah. from the kiss the yeah. girl song. It's, no, yeah. it's very true. So it's like, it's not a plot device of making her sexy it's just the way that the mm-hmm. world is was well and like the animators had a big crush on Alyssa milano so they yeah exactly right which yeah. makes it even like weird weirder. even weirder um, yeah speaking of sexualized images let's talk about the priest only kids <laughs> will know because they edited out of all the digital versions yep. yeah yeah but so, I still have my puffy VHS from the 90s, and so, well, maybe from the 80s, I don't know, but it's from, it still has yeah, the erection. The original. <laughs> yeah, I know, and like, all the trivia are like, it's just his knee looking in no, a weird way. Not. I'm like, it's not. Knees, knees don't look like that, yo. No. <laughs> it's just neat, like, when they change the angle and you can see from mm. Scuttled coming down, mm-hmm. then you can see that he, there's two of them, and it's, mm-hmm. and he, like, he's standing weird on a stool i don't even know but yeah the first one like that's not a knee that's no knee um but that's the whole thing of like urban legends of growing up in the early 90s of like cinderella's dress was see-through the sex thing in lion king which i could never see um there's the rescuers one not down under rescuers but original rescuers where there's actually like when um bernard and bianca are flying on is it orville in original rescuers i think so 
And they're flying on their first flight on him, and he's going through the city. One of the apartment windows in Rescuers is actually a cell of a real live human naked woman. Mm. (laughs) Um, And like a a film cell, not like a Mm -hmm. jail cell. (laughs) Uh, A film cell of her. And then Little Mermaid, back to Little Mermaid again. And again, I have this on my Puffy VHS. On the original Puffy VHS uh, case... Ariel Atlantica's, uh, like, Ariel's underwater castle, mm-hmm. the Atlantica castle, Very one of the towers is just a penis. Yeah, like, yeah. It, just, it just is. Yeah, it just is. <laughs> um, and this is a, one of those weird things where, like, there was a bunch of stuff in the trivia that were talking about issues with, like, Triton has multiple different numbers of prongs on his crown, and there was some weird stuff with Vanessa's hair color, and... But that's what you get when it's all hand-drawn animation. Exactly, A lot of yeah. that, right? So they like, fixed a lot of that. Obviously, they've taken this out. I'm sure they took all the other stuff out of the digital remakes of all these other ones. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things. Like, it's that's something that only us would know about. Um, yeah. But it, there was such a... Like, I don't even know how that information... Like, it's the got same way that on. you got information about, like, if you ate too many of those blue candies, you'd get worms. Yeah, <laughs> or like all those urgent and like, ver- like the cheat codes that didn't work on video games uh-huh. and, and like green skittles. Yeah, what yeah. was it about green skittles? Make you horny. Make you horny. <laughs> oh, Which are like, like or also green M and M's. Green both of them. either both of them. Yeah, yes. I'm like I don't really know, but like boys, thirteen year old boys are telling me this. So I'm like I'm pretty sure you're just always. <laughs> I think so. Or you wish. Boy. Yeah, or you wish that the 13-year-old girls were yeah. as horny in your direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, that was yeah. a little bit of a tangent, but that's a thing that is just for us. Just like when we talked about house hippos. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to talk about this ridiculous deep dive that Nicole went on in the last 24 hours called Where Does This Movie Take Place? It's full of tropical fish and flamingos and also berets and baguettes. And sometimes French. Obviously, Chef Louis... It's yes. French, and he sings an amazing song that my dad, oh, for my entire childhood, just would randomly say, Zoot Delore, um, which is amazing. <laughs> but, <laughs> and technically, I don't know if you know this, people, listener, listeners, is that Sebastian is from Trinidad. Not mm. mm-hmm. um, it was specifically based on that. Much like Kendra, he had a specific accent. It's just easier yes. to understand than Kendra. If you have any yeah. idea what we're talking about, then you are our friend. Moving <laughs> on, Nicole, the yes. floor is yours. Okay, so if you search where is the Little Mermaid set, and you specify, like, where is the Disney Little Mermaid set, 99% of the answers you get back on Google are going to tell you it's set in Denmark. That is baloney <laughs> from a biology standpoint. <laughs> uh, but it's also not referenced anywhere in the movie the only yeah. reason and it's never been referenced by the creators in fact it's been actually denied by the creators but i'll get to that the only reason that most of the internet thinks the little mermaid is set in denmark is because of one of two things before tangled and frozen came out the mm. internet thought that the little mermaid was set in denmark because 
Hans Christian Andersen is from Denmark. There's the Little Mermaid statue in Copenhagen. And the, I guess, maybe, the, it's never actually specified in the original story either that Hans Christian Andersen wrote, but, like, maybe that said, who knows? Anyway, that's why originally people thought it was set there. It's just because there's a Little Mermaid statue in Denmark. So, like, cool, that's where it's set. Mm -hmm. Again, makes no sense from a biology standpoint. <laughs> Um, but more recently, after Tangled and Frozen came out, there is a clear and canonical link between Frozen and Tangled mm -hmm. because Eugene and... Mm -hmm. I love him. Why? Mm -hmm. Rapunzel. Oh my gosh, I forgot her name for a second. <laughs> I think you have to give back your puppy VHSs. Um, because Eugene and Rapunzel show up at Elsa's coronation at the beginning of the movie in Frozen. So there's a clear link between those two. And then the internet concocted a fan theory that roped in The Little Mermaid and also Tarzan yeah. yes. into the world of Tangled and Frozen. And the internet decided to believe that the ship that Flounder and Ariel explore at the beginning of The Little Mermaid is actually Anna and Elsa's parents' ship, that they get shipwrecked. And then somehow they also roped Tarzan into this because Anna and Elsa's parents supposedly survived that shipwreck and then landed wherever Tarzan is set. And Tarzan is Anna and Elsa's brother. This has all been completely debunked by Frozen, Frozen 2. So Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But also, so. there's the other side of that, which is that Triton is the son of Poseidon, which makes Ariel Hercules's second cousin or something. Yeah. If you look at it that way. Yeah. Which is. And like that part, cool. Sure. I'm cool yeah. with that. <laughs> and that actually, where Nicole is going with this, mm -hmm. has a stronger connection. Yes. Yes. Because if you look, okay, so truth be told, if you look at the actual biological and sort of like geographical ranges of all of the species that are given specific species names or are drawn close enough to species accurate that you can know for sure what species you're looking at, there is actually no one place where all of those overlap. Yeah. And um, we, I found two amazing articles <laughs> that will be shared in the show notes that I shared with Lindsay and Sarah today from a person we've never met, but who I want her to be my best friend because she did wow. two. No, not best friend with you, but like, I want her part of our group. Obviously she's our kind of people <laughs> because she went on two, not just one, but two deep dive blogs into trying to answer this question. And the first is just looking at coral range and Ooh. obviously uh, under the sea takes place on a coral reef not to mention there's lots of other instances of seeing coral in the underwater scenes of the little mermaid mm. and the fact that if it is set in denmark and you are in the north sea uh there aren't tropical coral reefs up there not to mention there's also no flamingos and there's mm. a lot of other animals lots of other problems <laughs> lots of other yeah. problems but she was looking at her first article just looks at it from the coral point of view and then she goes into a really interesting tension about how well like maybe if it's deep coral, like deep sea coral, yeah, like there could like be some glass coral. Um, yeah, yeah, like sponges, something like that. But again, yeah. the species don't work. And so the second article goes into the actual species range. And unfortunately, there's no for sure, for sure one place where all of those species overlap because Disney animators didn't care. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's the answer. Well, that's they like don't why care. the Lion King was such a big deal because that was mm-hmm. the first time that they were super species accurate. Yeah. Or like more so relative compared to The Little Mermaid anyways. Yes. yes. And Jungle Book and all of those other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, hot mess. So, <laughs> so what is interesting though is that most of the species and the also like human elements that we get from Eric's kingdom, the uh, architecture of Eric's palace and the village that they go into, most of that could be interpreted, not even generously interpreted, but pretty accurately interpreted for that era in the Mediterranean. And especially when you look at the French influences from like the sailor costumes on the Mm. ship that Eric is on, as well as the baguettes and the... Most of the townsfolk <laughs> thing, yeah. I mean, Louis makes it because like French chefs are a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always imported like, the French chefs or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the French Mediterranean had quite a lot of like the France is is on the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't always think about that, but it is true. <laughs> and there's also quite a lot of French Mediterranean islands, and frequently the royalty at the time in France would select regents to be quote-unquote princes on their various Mediterranean islands, which explains a lot about why Eric could have been a prince and Ariel a princess through marriage, not to mention she's a princess in her own right. Mm-hmm. Um, beca- but also nobody cared that Eric was going to marry the first girl that he just Yeah, but that was <laughs> yeah, the big thing, because he, like, what's-his-face, um, Grimsby was always like, you should get married, but not to become king. And no, it was like, just you can't be married. You can't marry her babies. because you're going to be king. It was just you need to get married because yeah. you need to settle down because you're too rowdy on this ship where yeah. you're working yeah. hard, like yeah. pulling Meanwhile, your own I'm weight, being a hooligan and bringing a giant statue and messing oh my up God, the whole me weight so of this ship. Don't bring yeah. a statue on a boat. <laughs> never, never do it. Or like at least put it in the middle. So most of the, like, iconic species, the gulls, the eels, because flotsam and jetsam are probably moray eels, and there is actually a species called Mediterranean moray that looks decently like them. Um, The dolphins, the fact that there's humpbacks there, like, most of the species work pretty well from a Mediterranean standpoint. The only one that doesn't really, from an accent standpoint, is Sebastian. But if we remember that Sebastian was not hired to be a babysitter, he was hired to be the court composer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It also makes tons of sense that Triton would have, like, sent around the ocean for the best composer, and it just happened to be Sebastian... Ignatius, Crustaceous, Sebastian, whatever the super says. From Trinidad. From Trinidad. Yeah. And then it also sort of makes sense within Poor Unfortunate Souls when Ursula is singing about come winds of the Caspian Sea. Mm. The Caspian Sea is not in the Mediterranean, but it is very close by sort of on the Turkmenistan. I think that's what it is. Yeah. On the Turkmenistan border. So considering that Ursula's lair is both super cool and potentially could have taken a long time for Ariel to swim to, like, it's close enough. Yeah, there's lots of yeah. hand waviness yeah. in that area. And, like, yeah. uh, there, she's calling the winds, so she doesn't actually True. have to be in it. Also, yeah. Sebastian apparently has the power to control wind. Um, <laughs> so that's a thing. But, yeah. you know, he is also totally fine being dry for a full day. Um, yes. which neither well, crabs nor lobsters can. 
But there are except for land, land hermit crabs. crabs. Yeah. Yeah, no, but he also well, there's, can there's pee non hermits. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's the whole thing. Like, everyone can breathe everywhere, basically, in this movie. Yes. Yeah. No, there seems to be breathing, no problems. Breathing is not a problem in this movie. No. No. Eric is also, um, like, underwater for a long time, and it's totally cool. Um, but also, that. none of them have individual teeth, so that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'd never noticed that. Oh, yeah. and also, um, on the, at the wedding, the first wedding that doesn't happen... Um, Sebastian cuts, uses his pincher to cut through a rope. And I was yeah. like, that's not how pinchers work. No. They will break fingers on mm-hmm. a sufficiently large, but they're not cutting, they're more crushing. They're crushing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it would, he'd be yeah. able to grab a rope and squish it, but not But also the it. first wedding, a bunch of sea stars jump up on the boat and land on Vanessa, which And also <laughs> their eyes are on their backs. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> So, so long story short, I am now going to forever believe that this is set in the Mediterranean, yes. primarily probably the French Mediterranean, and it also makes a lot of sense when you think about the fact that Atlantica is clearly based on Atlantis, which mm-hmm. although, again, no one ever really knows where Atlantis was, it is almost always thought to be in the Mediterranean. As yes. well. Isn't it always so more because it's on the back of a turtle? <laughs> That's what Aladdin and the King of Thieves taught me. <laughs> But also Stargate taught me that it's a spaceship and it's gone to another galaxy. <laughs> also fair. Yeah. So I'm not really anything. sure. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I'm but fine But yes, with the that myths decision. come from the Mediterranean. And mm-hmm. also like um, with Triton and Poseidon and yeah. all that. Yeah. Also Greek and Roman mythology. Mythology. Although, the Mediterranean makes sense. And Ariel's mom's name is Athena, although mm-hmm. we don't learn that until the third Ariel movie or the third Little Mermaid movie. <laughs> But there we go. Which I have not seen because I was a proper grown up by the time that came out. Oh, so was I. Didn't matter. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So that works for me. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, it would never would have bothered me. Like, I've never, until the live action came out, I never thought about where Beauty and the Beast was. Obviously, it's some, again, generic French. Yeah. Name is well, like, but I just you know, always. It's the same thing. Because until, like, less than 10 years ago i'd never been to the atlantic ocean um mm-hmm. i just always assumed it was like somewhere in the atlantic Yeah, because the atlantic ocean yeah like it's over there i never really thought about it exactly and also like, like yes where is tangled set? denmark is nowhere where is tangled. what's that tangled oh it's in germany mm. but that's because you know the you know, but there's, there's <laughs> no the myth of rapunzel but yeah, there's yeah. nothing to say that it's, it's very generic also, does Germany have that much water? It does. Well, I mean, Germany, like, parts of Germany are yeah, on the sea. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. But. It's a... Germany's a really big country. Yes, I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I feel like the way that I think about Germany is the same way that I don't think about France being yeah, on the Mediterranean. Yes. I also don't think about Germany being on the ocean. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're two different weird. oceans. I'm just, it's on the North Sea <laughs> and the Baltic true. Sea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Nick, did you have the, because I know you play piano, did you have the piano book for Little Mermaid? I did. Yeah, And I too. still do. And I also have the piano book for the Little Mermaid Broadway Yeah, musical. that was my next thing. The... Tell us about that. I yeah, know you've so told me, good. but tell the listeners. It's so, 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 so good. So I, uh, when they announced that Little Mermaid was being made into a Broadway musical, I 
decided to buy tickets to go to New York specifically <laughs> and only to see that show. I did end up seeing a bunch but of other shows like because I'm a crazy early person. Early 20s by then. You weren't like 15. Yes. So it was, it was no. okay. That's yeah. true. I could make my own decisions to fly internationally. <laughs> And spend my, like, whole savings on Broadway. Yeah, well, we did that, like, four more times, so whatever. It's true, because I love New York, and I love Broadway. But, um, it, oh, gosh, it was so good. And they used so many really, like, smart theater techniques to deal with it. So, in order for, like, the swimming to look really seamless, all of the underwater characters are on rollerblades and sometimes roller skates. So So they glide and then the mechanics of like Ariel's tail, for example, it's all wired, like not in terms of like it's not on wires that people are pulling, but it's it is a Mm. wire construction attached Mm. to her. So that as she's rollerblading around or roller skating around, I should say she's on roller skates, her tail is moving because kind of like some of the lion heads from the Lion King mm-hmm. Broadway production how like they are up above the human's head who's portraying that character and then as they move the head of the lion like the sculpture moves is similar mm-hmm. yeah. to that it's like the tail puppetry just... yeah yeah it's really really well done and then the stage people do exit stage right and stage left but the stage is also frequently going up and down to give you the perspective of going up and down in the water column and up on land. And so people frequently get like attached to harnesses that are very, very hard to see and like actually exit by like diving out or diving down, which is really, really cool. cool. It's so beautiful. But my absolute hands down favorite thing from the Broadway production is a new song that was written by, well, I don't remember who did the lyrics for it, but the composer was, was Alan Macon again, because he did come back to work on the Broadway production. And it's a quartet called If Only. And it's sung by Ariel, Eric, Sebastian, and King Triton. And it's sung at the point in the production when Ariel is human and on land, and it's after the failed kiss the girl mm-hmm. attempt, but before Vanessa shows mm-hmm. up. And if you've just rewatched the movie like we have, and you see that scene where the seahorse comes to report to King Triton that they can't find mm-hmm. Ariel and Sebastian, it's basically there. Right. And it's a heartbreakingly beautiful song. Uh, but how is she singing? So she, I mean, she actually sings quite a lot when she's on land because it's the whole musical theater. Like yeah. she's singing in her own head, but she has to sing out loud so that you can hear that. And people can't react to her singing. Right. So all four of them, the four characters I just mentioned, all sing parts of the song and their harmonies overlap beautifully. Mm. Like you should definitely do, definitely YouTube a, nice. a watch of the song but all four of them are singing just to themselves so it's like four soliloquies that are overlapping and they're all talking about like if only and ariel's if only is like if only i could talk to eric and tell you about who i am and and and, and why i'm here yeah. and eric's if only is like if only she could talk so that i could understand her and get to know her better which is a nice character mm-hmm. arc for him that he like yeah wants her to talk so mm-hmm. that they can like have a community wants her to have a personality yeah <laughs> and then Sebastian's if only is like if only he'd done things differently because he feels really bad that Kiss the Girl failed and King Triton's is quite beautiful because like if only I actually listened to my daughter and didn't just yell at her and destroy all of her belongings well and like nice for both mostly Eric really to get like a good song yeah in yeah so good so I bought the piano music specifically so I could play that song nice yeah 
No, it was it's funny because I loved obviously all the music and like the a lot of the music was above my ever my skill level as being able to play the piano, but I really wanted to learn how to play Under the Sea obviously because it's the best song. Uh-huh. And my piano teacher was my step grandma, my grandma. So um and she was super into it because she's really into like jazz and that kind of style of music like she's obviously loves classical music as a piano teacher but she really loves jazz and so she was really into helping me figure out how to learn how to play that song i never really got it very good but i could play it passively yeah it was fun yeah when i was like probably 11 because like this movie would have come out when i was eight Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then like yeah maybe like 10 or 11 and i stopped taking piano when i was like 11 or 12 yeah you need a couple years to get like super obsessed with it obviously that's how it works well and like i i wanted to play it sooner than that mm-hmm. but i could not because it had too many too many notes all the no, time my hands were notes. not big enough <laughs> no it was mostly my hands weren't big enough yeah it's hard uh-huh because um, it's so good it's it's ridiculous how good that song is which is also like the thing about really the four main songs from this movie i was gonna say show but from this movie they're all so good mm-hmm. part of your world is probably still to this day one of my top five favorites i will i can't imagine a time in my life when i'm not gonna know every word mm-hmm. to that song and like immediately feel emotionally vulnerable <laughs> and, and also empowered whenever i hear it true poor unfortunate souls is oh the bombs yeah oh it's it such a good song it's like one of the best villains usurped um, which is perfectly yes. fine i'm fine with both of them being amazing so yeah yeah and also again watching it as an adult and an adult with the sort of like modern 2020 context of all of the discussions that we've been having over the last couple of years poor unfortunate souls is also really really interesting from that perspective yeah because ursula's whole deal like ursula's freaking smart mm-hmm. she is a smart and capable villain yeah. And so are Flotsam and Jetsam, which you don't usually see the, the hench villains being mm-hmm. capable. And smart. They're also really awesome. But her whole thing is like, she understands how powerful a woman's voice mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And her whole song is about trying to like trick Ariel into giving up the most powerful weapon she has, which is her voice. I mean, like, that's the whole thing about like, and body yeah. language. Ugh. Love it. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah no super good and yeah and like she's she's using the structures of society like legal contracts and stuff but like using them to her advantage as a woman yeah yeah which is like when triton tries to like blow up the contract with the (laughs) with with the trident she's like "Mm -hmm." yeah (laughs) she's like it is legal and binding yeah (laughs) like this is amazing she's basically a lawyer basically (laughs) Yeah, a she's, sexy, she's pretty badass. Lawyer squid, not yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who Nicole went as for Halloween one year? I did. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, we'll just like go through life being various Little Mermaid characters for Halloween, and I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we all I'd did Disney villains one year, so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so fun. Um, do we have anything else to? I don't know. Share it's about? just a long episode of gushing. Um. Movie is awesome. Yeah. Then that's True my fact. story. Yeah. And sharks don't up. eat wood, but we probably talked about that in Jaws. <laughs> probably. Yeah. No, it does totally hold up. It does. Like it's great. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. 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 I'm always worried. Like anytime I rewatch something that I love in mm-hmm. my heart, 
without like having a strong memory of what it's actually mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one holds up. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. De- I think I mean, it's probably even about the ones that I feel good about, and then the ones I'm like, "Ooh, that's a bad movie." Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. No, but this one's worth watching again. Yes. and like I would, yeah, I would without hesitation show it to my small nieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas there's other movies that I'm like, I will just keep my happy thoughts about this movie quietly in my head. <laughs> as know. far as role models go, Ariel is a lot better than a lot of other ones out there, and she's definitely a lot better than I was expecting her to be coming back to this movie in 2020. I was really, really happy. Yeah. Yeah. She's just pretty good. When you think about the whole thing of, like, the generic, like, she gives up her voice for a boy, but if that's what you get out of this movie, then you didn't watch it. Exactly. Well, Mm -hmm. closely enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, which we talked about. Yeah. Because she gives up her voice for her passions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And her dad literally did just like oh yeah like yeah. destroy yeah, her a, whole she's life. Sixteen year old girl whose life was yeah just totally destroyed, and then somebody came along yeah. and was like, "Look, I'm going to give you this thing that you want." Exactly. <laughs> so, and yeah. she's also sixteen. She's like, "I can definitely. I don't know anything about humans, but I can definitely kiss this dude in three days." Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> I've got those powers. Exactly. Uh, so, um, also, it made me feel better to read in the IMDb IMDb trivia that um, Eric was played by like a sixteen mm-hmm. or seventeen year old actor. Sounded a little Aww. bit like Chris Evans at the beginning, and I just leaned into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I know it's just a long gushing episode, but it's just because like. It's so good. And it is, as you said in the intro, it's such a formative piece of all three of our lives that like I was, I knew I loved this movie and I knew it was good. But yeah, like I said, I hadn't come back to it, especially in the last five Mm -hmm. years. And I was a little Mm -hmm. bit worried. And now I'm just like, yeah, no, fuck it. I love Little Mermaid. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a thing. And I just like, I have this memory of watching it when I was in Australia um, I was 23 and I had it on and I was living in a house with a bunch of research assistants who were trapping hump, tracking, not trapping, tracking humpbacks. And we were all girls except for like one guy. So there was like mm-hmm. 15 girls. We were all 20 to 23. I put it on and everybody like squealed and we all had the exact same reaction because this yeah. is like, we're not joking. Like this is everyone bore every, all mid to older age millennials who are girls who like the ocean had this experience with this movie yeah like this is what it is that's that's what it is you can track it as a data point because you're a nerd <laughs> and a biologist yeah. <laughs> true fact and i'm so hopeful that at least like there's not a lot of wrong biology by disney standards in this movie mm. Um, there clearly is some wrong biology because I don't even think the shark had gills. To be <laughs> I didn't notice. I was distracted by the chewing of the wood. <laughs> <laughs> but by and large, by Disney standards of the time, it's pretty good. And the the animation of the actually even just the animation of like the swimming and the underwater yeah. when the fish first goes before you've even met Ariel, like it's really really good. So it just makes me really excited and hopeful for Ugh. the live action mm-hmm. to see like because now they do think about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I'm I'm nervous but excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sing a song about it, Sarah. I will in my in my heart. You mean like when you're alone at night and people can hear you when you sing out loud? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited about parts of it, but I'm nervous about yeah. most of it. And that's we will see. how I feel about all of them, so. But this one is such an important part of my life, so I don't know. Unlike, for example, the Lion King one, I was like, I don't even, actually, I haven't even seen that one. Because I just was like, it's a perfect movie, why are you remaking it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas this one, I'm like, okay, there's room for improvement. Like, it's great. I love this movie. But like, yeah, the biology, the technology of being able to animate underwater mm-hmm. is improved so much. Yeah. So I'm curious to see where it, how they improve upon it, I hope. It's, it's only, hopefully they only make it better. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. The soundtrack is probably going to be pretty dope. That's all I got. Yeah. So. They haven't finished filming it yet. They got canceled by... Yeah. COVID. So who yeah. knows when that will happen? Well, hopefully they're CGing it because that's a thing you can do at home if you have enough free pro. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and also you can record because I know all the uh, cartoons are still going. Mm-hmm. People are just setting yeah. up in their closets and recording like this. Yeah, it just takes takes a while. Anyway, that was a long tangent about this movie being awesome. Sorry, not yep. sorry. <laughs> not sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Nicole, for joining us for this delightful episode. Thanks so much. This is really awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, if we had done this episode without you, you might have gotten mad at us. <laughs> I, I would have. I would. It would have been the, like, we don't, the three of us have never had a fight. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but it would have been the, like, I'm really hurt, and I don't know yeah. how to tell you guys that I'm really hurt. We would have had to have a feelings conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But if you have lots of feelings about The Little, Little Mermaid, you can share them with us on social media at Nature Finds a Pod or our website, naturefindsapod.com. Yeah, and we will be back in two weeks with a shorter episode, probably, about mythological marine uh, or water-based animal, because we are watching Magic in the Water, and I'm so excited. <gasps> Fun! I've never seen it. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye.